This is the Daily Signal podcast for Monday, July 12th. I'm Doug Blair. And I'm Virginia Allen. On today's show, we feature Rob's interview with entrepreneur and small businessman Will Armstrong. He also serves as chairman and CEO of Three Tree Capital. He and Rob discuss the power of film to promote American values. We also read your letters to the editor and share a good news story about two little girls who raised nearly $2,000 at their lemonade stand to help the family of a fallen police officer. Before we get to today's show, Dahlia and I want to tell you about an easy and entertaining way to keep up with the news you care about. The Daily Signal and Heritage Foundation YouTube channels offer interviews with policy experts on the most critical issues and debates America is facing today, as well as short explainer videos that break down complex issues and documentaries that dive deep into the ways policy actually impacts people. So go ahead and subscribe to both The Daily Signal and Heritage Foundation YouTube channels today. You can search for either one on your YouTube app or visit youtube.com slash heritagefoundation or youtube.com slash daily signal. Now stay tuned for today's show coming up next. We are joined on the Daily Signal podcast today by Will Armstrong. He's an entrepreneur and small businessman who serves as the chairman and CEO of Three Tree Capital, a trustee at Colorado Christian University, and chairman of the Armstrong Family Foundation. Will, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Rob. Thanks. Nice to join you. It is it is a real pleasure to uh, to talk to you. You're also the son of the great Senator William Armstrong, who not only worked closely with the team here at the Heritage Foundation, but also knew our president, Kay Coles James. So we're thankful for all of your father's contributions to uh, the Heritage Foundation and also uh, his service in government, academia, and the private sector. I want to begin by just having you tell our listeners a little bit more about him and the inspiring role he played not only in your life, but so many others. Well, m- my dad really was a re- remarkable uh, person, F- flawed as as uh, as we all are. But my dad uh, uh, really had a, a heart for people, a heart for service. He he got fascinated at an early age in uh, the new technology of his time, uh, radio. This was in the early 1940s, late 1940s. Got interested in uh, uh, the radio business. Uh, joked that he did the first ever leveraged buyout when he bought a uh, a radio station with no money down in 1959 in Denver, Colorado. He was uh, all of 22 years old. And really, uh, business was uh, an important part of of uh, most of his life. I mean, he was a businessman and an entrepreneur uh, uh, r- really all his life. But he got interested in, uh, in politics because uh, he really felt that there was an overreach of, of what was going on uh, in, in government, not too dissimilar than, than what's going on uh, you know, today, Rob. But, but in the early 1960s, as, a, uh, as an entrepreneur and small businessman, newly married, you know, he got interested in politics. He ended up serving in the state legislature in uh, 1972, about the same time that uh, Heritage was founding. In fact, you, you mentioned uh, 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 folks at, at Heritage. Uh, uh, Heritage has this strong Colorado connection uh, starting about the same time, and with my father, uh, starting about the same time in 1973 that my dad went to Washington. Ed Fulner and Paul uh, Weirich both worked for Senator Gordon Allett here in Colorado. Joe Coors, who, uh, if memory serves, was a uh, 
uh, initial uh, uh, trustee, Correct, uh, all from yeah. all from Colorado. And so and my dad uh, served in, in the House uh, for for uh, three terms until 1978 and was elected uh, twice as uh, as the U.S. senator from Colorado in 1978 uh, and then again in 1984. And at the ripe old age of 53. Uh, he felt that his time as a uh, citizen legislator in Washington, D.C. was uh, was over. And so he retired to come home to business. Uh, uh, he's the last Republican to win Denver and Boulder County in the same election in 1984. Uh, so things have changed a little here in, in Colorado politically. But my dad got uh, back involved in business and ultimately ended up as president of Colorado Christian University, which he really said was uh, his great life's uh, work, that people remember him in business and people certainly remember him uh, politically. But but Rob, uh, uh, his great work was actually uh, uh, investing in the lives of future generations and students uh, at Colorado Christian University. That's great. Thanks so much for sharing that story. And uh, we'll, we'll get to, to, to more of the, the award that uh, is named in his honor and the tremendous uh, video and documentary storytelling that you've done uh, to help others and future generations understand his contributions. But Will, so much of the work that you're doing now is focused on the American citizens' responsibility to use their talents and time to help build a more perfect union in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's one of the reasons that you honor an individual with the William L. Armstrong strong award each year. Can you tell us more about the award, why it's so important to recognize these characteristics particularly? Well, uh, just the background on the award is, is that it's presented in partnership with Colorado Christian University and the Centennial Institute. I'm a trustee at, at CCU. Uh, I've got kids that are graduates there and obviously my father's uh, role there. But, but uh, Christy and I, my wife and I, uh, on behalf of our family, we present the award uh, each year to a leader who em- embodies the principles that my father held dear, faith, family, and uh, and freedom. And so, uh, you know, what we don't want to do is we don't want to just give it to a worthy uh, recipient. Instead, uh, we really want to honor a, a successful role model to inspire another generation of future leaders. I mean, to think about people's own role in promoting uh, faith and family and freedom. And we think that with film and story and, uh, you know, other ways we might do this, uh, digital means, et cetera, even traditional means. But, the, but this idea of, of film and telling stories has inspired us to, to, uh, to tell those stories. And as Mrs. James makes the point, uh, we want to tell stories about America and about Americans uh, that, that make America exceptional, the, the stories of, of great examples of that. And so each year we're excited that we get to highlight two great uh, role models, my, my dad and the uh, recipient of this award. And this year, obviously, with it being Mrs. James, uh, uh, we couldn't be more, uh, more thrilled about it. Well, Will, on that note, in conjunction with the award, the Armstrong Project has just done an amazing job of using the power of film to document some of these important leaders in America. You recently honored Heritage's president, Kay Coles James, at the Western Conservative Summit in Denver. The 30-minute video that you produced was an amazing story, not only of her life, but also your father, Senator Armstrong. Why are stories like this so important for Americans to hear? Yep. Well, I I think that to start... 
uh, in these challenging times that you referenced that, that, that we live in where, uh, you know, there's divisiveness. It seems like there's everybody's on the extreme. Well, one of the principles that my father lived by was the idea that you could disagree without uh, being disagreeable. And obviously we know the, the power of story. And so, uh, and I'm sort of a natural optimist. So in, in just trying to contextualize uh, our, our vision for this, what we wanted to do was leverage the legacy of my dad to begin to tell some of those, uh, those stories. And so clearly we need to create a more perfect union uh, in, in our country today. I mean, that's, we're never gonna get there. Uh, we know America isn't perfect and it never will be, um, uh, but but uh, we're all expected to strive and to, in, in my view, rise above that and to create a more civil society and to build a more perfect union. And so the opportunity to highlight someone like Kay James, who, uh, you know, went from Portsmouth to the president's office. I mean, wow, what a what a great role model to otherwise be able to uh uh, uh, to honor because of the meaningful difference that, that she's made. I mean, her, her life story of living in faith and defending the cause of life and liberty, uh, you know, making things happen for herself and her family, uh, really for our country, serving for presidents, passing it along to others via heritage and the Gloucester Institute. It's really, really, it's inspirational. It's, it's, a, it's a remarkable uh, story. She's a dynamic example of what you know, uh, makes America uh, exceptional. And I, I just had felt that her, her life uh, is worth honoring and her story was, was worth telling. You had the chance to visit her at Holly Knoll, the historic home that's located yes. in Gloucester, Virginia. It played such an important role in our civil rights movement in this country. Uh, the interview that you did uh, was just so moving. I mean, emotionally moving if you watch the video, and we will make sure that our, our listeners have an opportunity um, to see that uh, on your website. What stands out in that conversation to you about her and your own father's influence on her life? Well, I think in, in, in many ways, it really is the, the journey that uh, Mrs. James uh, covered in her life. Uh, we, we talk a little bit about this in the, in the film. Uh, but but literally from from poverty in the segregated South, uh, growing up in Richmond, uh, to to as I said, uh, serving four presidents, uh, she's made an enormous contribution, and, and her life just tells uh, the kind of a story uh, that I believe is not only uh, encouraging and uh, important to hear for anybody uh, of any age to to hear that kind of a story. Uh, it, it really is a, uh, a blueprint about a life well lived, a life lived by faith, by uh, uh, principles uh, that you can rise in America, that you can succeed, that you can make an enormous difference uh, for uh, the poor, the least of these, uh, uh, rich and poor alike. Uh, you know, that is the story of, of Mrs. James. And it's just so encouraging. Uh, uh, to me, to be around somebody who has her energy, her passion, her grace, uh, her love for country, and really her love of neighbor. Uh, her faith, I know, plays an important role in, in her life. And, and she just, in my book, uh, is sort of the epitome of someone who loves God and loves her neighbor well by her vocational uh, uh, work. You've been giving this award out since 2016. Share with our listeners some of the previous recipients who uh, you've had the chance to honor. Well, it really has been uh, a privilege to be able to do this uh, uh, in partnership with CCU and the Centennial Institute. And 
uh, our, the award has been given to uh, Dennis Prager, to uh, uh, Dr. James Dobson, founder of uh, Focus on the Family and Family Talk. Uh, it has been given to uh, Attorney General, former Attorney General and Counselor to President Reagan, Ed Meese. It's been given to uh, Robbie George, the uh, professor extraordinaire from, uh, uh, from Princeton. Uh, last year, uh, we gave the award and produced our first film. It was really uh, because of the pandemic that, that we endeavored to go down this path. And so we produced a film on uh, Steve Green. Steve, as you know, is the uh, uh, president of Hobby Lobby, and he's also the chairman and the founder of uh, the Museum of the Bible. Uh, and just, again, wanted to tell some great stories and highlight people who've made a meaningful difference uh, and who've cared about and contributed to uh, America, but cared about the principles of faith, family, and freedom in business, politics, education, the media, et cetera. Those are some amazing leaders and people that uh, that I look up to, and I know many uh, many mm. others do as well. Uh, Will, as the son of a former senator and someone who has served yourself in many leadership roles, what are the attributes that make good leaders today? Well, what an important question. Uh, and, and in fact, I, I probably would reference back to uh, what Mrs. James said in our award film this year, uh, for starters, that that people... Uh, won't want to follow you. I'm paraphrasing. People won't want to listen to you until they know you care. And so uh, a lot of people, I think, get sort of worked up in strategy. And I see this, you see this politically too, that people think, oh, it's all about, uh, it's all about strategy. I, I'm sort of a, a culture eats strategy for lunch person. I think it's the people uh, that are involved. And I think uh, uh, really what I've been learning is, is that great leaders, yes, they're smart. Yes, they're strategic. Uh, uh, but fundamentally, I think Mrs. James uh, got it about perfect, and that is, is that, that uh, uh, again, people won't follow you, people won't listen to you, people won't be persuaded by you until they know you care. That is so true. That is definitely true. Uh, Will, you've been involved in many different areas from, from business to academia yourself, uh, even politics. Why is it so important that Americans today engage in some of these arenas and, and not sit on the sidelines but become active participants? Well, I'm reminded, I, I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said that if you're a taxpayer, you're involved in politics. <laughs> I just think that that's uh, it, it's just it's just true. Uh, uh, today, I just uh, one of my favorite quotes is actually from former uh, President uh, George H. W. Bush, and he said something along the lines that any definition of success in life must include service to others. And and so uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a I'm a I'm a businessman. Uh, and, and, but I'm involved and have wanted to be involved throughout my life to make a difference. And I've chosen to do that, uh, through my church and through philanthropy and, and in politics. And I really think that that's the call, um, uh, of all citizens. Uh, it's really, I think part of the vision that, that our founders had, it's, it's part of what has made America exceptional is, is that people, you know, chart their own courses, but that part of the American success, part of the American uh, experiment, the American dream even, has been this idea that we, uh, you know, we care for our neighbor and that we, uh, that we serve uh, others. And so uh, that has just been something that has been I important to me along the way. And, and uh, you know, some people serve in very public fashions like uh, Mrs. James uh, and my father. Uh, I'm, I'm not particularly a public figure, 
but but I think it's important. One of my heroes, I went to India when I was uh, in college in the late 1980s, and one of my heroes was Mother Teresa. And, uh, you know, Mother Teresa was was famous for making the point that she wasn't trying to change the world. She was trying to change the world for one. And I think that that's really the call that all of us should have as as uh, as citizens of this great country uh, that God has blessed us with, that we should endeavor to, to serve others uh, and try to change the lives of, of one and do that over and over and over again as best we can. That's great advice. Well, and it is encouraging to see so many people taking a step, a first step in some cases, showing up at school board meetings, speaking out on some issues. We featured some of those voices right here on the Daily Signal podcast. What advice would you give for individuals who might be listening and maybe a little bit fearful about taking that first step and getting involved, using their talents or time to build a more perfect union, as you said? Well, I I think just to start, just to take a step that that you're right uh and and i i commend heritage and your work in particular just as it relates to to telling those uh kinds of stories but but encouraging people uh to do that and and i think just starting out small i mean uh my father was a united states senator uh but when i first got involved in politics i uh started uh, walking my neighborhood and getting to know my neighbors and talking political issues and then i ended up becoming a a precinct uh, uh, captain uh, politically. And so, you know, I think it's just uh, uh, beginning small. Uh, you mentioned things like school boards or uh, involvement in your in your local county. I think there's lots of things to do. But given these challenging times, this is really a defining moment of time in our history. My encouragement would be to just start where, wherever it is, to uh, uh, volunteer at your church, to uh, be involved in your uh, uh, local civic uh, societies, to uh, engage uh, in, in, in you know, your political party, to uh, run as a delegate to a, uh, a county or state uh, a convention. But just to get involved, that everybody has a first day of, of, uh, uh, of engagement like that. And so uh, just take one step and, and, and get after it, because I think it can really make all the difference in the, in the world. Small groups of people have been changing the world since time, uh, you know, immemorial. And so uh, my sense is, is that, that getting people engaged and involved is important. And, and the first step is to just take that first step. Will, could you share with our listeners what your future goals are for the Armstrong Project and, and the award and all the other great things that you're doing there? Well, we're, we're endeavoring at the Armstrong Project to... Uh, really provide actionable resources. We, we want to encourage uh, and energize more thoughtful discussions uh, and to advance, you know, vital principles that we think are important in business, politics, or education and philanthropy. Uh, we we want to do this by by leveraging my dad's life and legacy, his historical papers. But but really, what we want to do is we want to focus on the issues that he cared about in in making America to to the larger point we're talking about today, a more perfect union. And so we're doing that by incubating new initiatives and iterating ideas, all all with the hope, in my view, of trying to tell stories uh, that advance uh, faith, family, and freedom. I mean, uh, Mrs. James uh, was the the perfect example. And the more people that understand and and know her story and her life and the important work that she's doing, uh, uh, the better. And so 
part of my encouragement would also be to stay tuned. Uh, uh, we are working on a number of different things. We're, we're going to keep updating at the armstrongproject.org uh, the things that we're working on, but whether they're readings or books or uh, uh, more films, uh, we love the idea of, of telling more stories. Uh, uh, we're excited about it because there really is a lot of great reasons to uh, uh, think about America as this exceptional place that God has blessed us with. And so we want to tell more of those stories. And well, how can our listeners or Daily Signal readers learn more about and support your work? Well, I, I hope that people would come to the armstrongproject.org uh, and just sign up and register to stay uh, informed. We're not raising money. And so it's, it's really just uh, my hope would be that, that, that we would be able to connect and that they'd be able to stay in, in tune and that we would be an encouragement to them in their journey to figure out how to make a difference and, and to ultimately be of service uh, to others. And that website, thearmstrongproject.org, is where our listeners can watch the video of, of Heritage President Kay Coles James and, and also Steve Green, the production that you did last year. Thank you so much, Will, for everything that you're doing. Uh, we really do truly support the mission that you're advancing here in our great country and are thankful for it. Great. Thank you so much, Rob. Really appreciate it. Virginia Allen here. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite podcasts. Heritage Explains is a weekly podcast that breaks down all the policy issues we hear about in the news at a 101 level. Hosts Michelle Cordero and Tim Desher mix in news clips and music to tell a story, but also bring in heritage experts to help break down complex issues. Heritage Explains offers quick 10 to 15 minute explainers that bring you up to speed in an entertaining way. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We even put the full episode on YouTube. Thanks for sending us your letters to the editor. Each Monday, we feature our favorites on the show. Virginia, who's up first? In response to the Daily Signal's commentary piece, I am a mother to a son with gender dysphoria. Here is my message to elected officials. Eugene Westling of Omaha, Nebraska, writes, Blessings to Crystal. She shows true Christian compassion. As this evil of physical change grows, we experience our government forcing medical personnel to violate their common sense values, medical values, and Christian values to do these sex change surgeries and treatments. And in response to Rob's recent podcast interview with James E. Ward Jr. on overcoming victim mentality, Carol McHugh writes, I must say I have never read a more encouraging article than the Pastor Ward's article regarding zero victim. I have had the same feelings about what is going on in our country, but could not come up with the eloquent words that Pastor Ward stated. I pray his message reaches many, many people, because I believe he has the answer to many of the problems we face. Thank you for sharing that discussion and putting forth the truth. Your letter can be featured on next week's show, so go ahead and send us an email at letters at dailysignal.com. The Heritage Foundation has a new website to combat critical race theory. CRT, as it's known, makes race the centerpiece of all aspects of American life. It categorizes individuals into groups of oppressors and victims. The idea is infiltrating everything from our politics and education to the workplace and even our military. Heritage has pulled together the resources that you need to identify CRT in your community and the ways to fight it. We also have a legislation tracker so you can see what's happening in your state. 
Visit heritage.org CRT to learn more. Virginia, you have a good news story to kick off this Monday. Over to you. Thanks so much, Doug. Colorado native nine-year-old Scarlet Roost has just raised nearly $2,000 at her summer lemonade stand. But the money is not for her. She has donated it to the family of fallen Colorado police officer Gordon Beasley. Officer Beasley served with the Arvada Police Department just outside of Denver for 19 years. On June 21st, he was shot and killed by a suspect who reportedly has vocalized hatred for police. Officer Beasley leaves behind a wife and two children. When young Scarlett learned that the police officer in her community had been killed in this way, she was both saddened and confused. Her mother, Ashley Kahn, told Fox News that her daughter and her friends know police as their heroes and their protectors. And for one of them to pass like that is really just kind of confusing. The mother says Scarlett immediately asked her, what if that had been my dad? Scarlett wanted to do something to help the Beasley family as they grieve the loss of their father and husband. So Scarlett and her best friend Addison Elliott opened a lemonade stand to raise money for the family. Over just three days, the girls raised more than $1,800. Scarlett's mom said that so many people gave generously, including one teenager who emptied her wallet, explaining that her father is also a police officer. The girls gave the money they raised to the Colorado Fallen Heroes Foundation, which in turn donated it to the Beasley family. The girls hand-delivered the money to the Arvada police chief in a touching moment. Our hearts and prayers are certainly with the Beasley family and the Arvada community as they continue to grieve, but it is so awesome and just beautiful to see two young people take on this initiative and really ask practically how they can help and then take action to do so. Agreed. No, it's a wonderful thing to hear that even though this tragedy happened, that the community came together and uh, supported our, our men and women in blue. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Virginia. It was really great. Absolutely. We are going to leave it here for today, but you can find the Daily Signal podcast on the Ricochet Audio Network, and all of our shows can be found at dailysignal.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And be sure to listen every weekday by adding the Daily Signal podcast as part of your Alexa flash briefing. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It means a lot to us, and it really helps spread the word to other listeners. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Daily Signal and Facebook.com slash The Daily Signal News. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Rob Bluey and Virginia Allen. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.